back by annoying and somewhat half-hearted demand. This is the Scum and Sneak Fantasy Football Show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in. Welcome back, Sneak. Welcome back, Scum. It feels good after a week hiatus, getting our minds right, getting ready for the playoffs, but we're here to bring it all uh, to everybody, like we always do. And uh, so buckle in, boys. (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to have a kind of a different flow to the episode today. It's going to be really focused on the upcoming playoffs uh, and just kind of what can happen, what can shift before next week when seedings are set, all that, blah, 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 blah. But first, let's do a nonsense minute because that's often more fun than football. Football is dumb lately. It has been stupid. All right, Snake. December, Christmas time, watching movies, getting prepped. So my question to you is, what Christmas movie universe would you want to live in? Okay. So, you know, I'll kind of frame it for you. Do you want to live in like a Tim Allen Santa Claus universe where you could possibly kill Santa Claus and become him? Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Classic. Do you want to live in like a Home Alone universe where a child can just assault two criminals and survive? Hmm. Do you want to live in a Princess Switch universe where there's multiple Vanessa Hudgens? Oh, well, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> I'm choosing the Princess Christmas world where there is just three versions of Vanessa Hudgens uh, all running all types of capers and events and problems and and hanging hangouts and parties and so that's where i'm gonna live and i'm gonna i'm gonna figure out how to find the fourth vanessa hudgens and we're gonna become uh rulers of a castle in a made-up land i thought that'd be your answer that's why i was gonna send it out there for you <laughs> i want to live in give me the uh give me the grinch universe okay right you're just being weird creatures instead completely different um, and lots of cheer and joy. So I'll take that one right now. That's a good, so are you going to be, so are you want to be living like in Whoville or you want to be the Grinch or you want to be what's, where's, where's like your zone there? What is your deal? Yeah. Just let me be a, a who just chilling. Just the ancillary guy. Like I'm in the book yeah, or the movie, but just like in the background, I'm not even, you know, one of the main guys. Yeah. You just every now and then you just kind of cross the frame and with, and you with like a little sneaky look, but you're there, you're experiencing yeah. everything that's going on. And I'm like shopping and then like the Grinch yeah. does something and I'm like, sly look to the camera. That's it. That's all yeah, right. exactly. All right. Well, people, if you're, if you're listening, if you care, if you have any Christmas joy or spirit in you, let us know what your Christmas movie universe is that you would want to live in. There's some good ones out there. There are some good ones. Maybe we'll revisit some other ones coming up. Uh, like we said, a kind of different episode. So we're not going to do power ranks this week. Uh, one, just because it doesn't really matter. We know our playoff six right now. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to focus on that. There's also huge trade day, trade week. I think still some more to come. So we're not going to do like full on recap of those. We're just going to talk about it, I guess, within the matchup section. But playoff group, Sneak. In no particular order is myself, Scum, Wade, Eric, Ben, Matt, 
and Hesse. So if you look at Sleeper right now, Hesse hasn't officially quote unquote clinched, but there's, there's no way he can fall out in my opinion. Even if he loses and Doug wins this week, Doug would have to outscore him by 240-ish points, which would just be unheard of, even if Jesse sat his whole team and put up a zero. So, Jesse, uh, is that a challenge? Hesse? We all know Chubb. Are you going to rest on your laurels, or are you going to fight to the end? Are Are you going to risk the playoff streak, Hesse? Oh my gosh, how how funny and awesome would that be if he sat his whole team and Doug just got like 50 from every guy? <laughs> That'd be insane. I, I if you if you're both out there listening, maybe we try it. Oh my gosh, I almost got I almost would do that if I was Hesse, just to be like, well, I'm gonna do it and show everybody that I can still make the playoffs under these circumstances. But above that, just a quick Man, we've talked about it throughout the year, but I'm just going to touch on it again as we enter the playoffs here after this next week. No one, no one saw Wade at the top right now currently. I don't think anyone saw Ben where he's at. I mean, he's been at the top all year. But, I, but you know, you, we knew was going to be there. We knew Ern was going to be there with the revamp team. And uh, we had hopes for other players like maybe Brandon, maybe Gooch. You know, we knew Matt was going to be in the mix. So a couple surprises, uh, but like after this year with me not being in it and, and Jimbo going for, a, going for a rebuild halfway through the year, uh, I think the biggest surprise is Brandon's team Dude, with just the players that we've been talking about it again all year, not making the playoffs. And then Doug made the huge push to get there. Uh, looks like he's going to be falling short. But, yeah, good on Wade, good on Ben. Uh you know, for getting in the playoffs and making, making their moves. And, and it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be uh, interesting to see how these matchups play out. Uh, but I don't know. We still got old, uh, old scum creeping there at number two, like usual. Uh, I feel like Matt's loaded up in a nice way to make these, this playoff run. So who would you say out of these six is the weakest playoff team? uh me i don't know uh lots of injuries lots of um disappointments uh, and, yeah. and like lots of injuries lots of down uh, down disappointing performances yeah. down on your guy I, I can see it uh but you're still in second place at nine and four uh i would probably lean to maybe having you and or hesse in that group just because you know hesse's going to make the playoffs at with some of it, with the with so relying so heavily on certain teams like the Ravens who have been kind of in my opinion dudding out the last three or four weeks so if they have a you know he's relying so heavily on that team if they have a bad playoff matchup it's he really doesn't have a chance to make up for it so I guess if I had to be honest it was probably between you and Hess at this point you know it's funny though hmm. me and Hesse have scored more points than everyone else in the playoffs so suck it Everybody yeah, take that. 19, 1969 is 40, at least 40 points more than the next guy. So, or something like that. Yeah. So has he, has he scored the most points? Has he scored the most points in the league this year. Oh man. It's been going back and forth between he and Brandon and me for the past couple of weeks, but yeah, as he's the current leader. 
Russell here ahead with 1971 in eighth place. What a dope. What a dope. <laughs> what a dope. Also, Brandon definitely could still be in the playoff mix, but he gave up last week. Don't know why. I told him he was still in it. If he won last week, he would be what? He'd be in seventh. And so he would still need Jesse to lose. But Jesse's got a tougher matchup than Brandon does. Well, they both have tough matchups. So, yeah, Brandon, Brandon was on a heater for a little bit and then just packed it in. This is why we play the game, folks. This is it. The season is culminating on the playoffs. I can't believe we're here going into week, what is this, week 14? Week 14, crazy. Man. I'm going to move on from this point, though. I did want to, because we were talking about Hesse a lot. And despite all of the ridicule and all of the bad trade moves that he's gotten flack for, Jesse's in the playoffs for the third straight year. Wow. A longer streak than everyone else except me. Well, we always find the way to come back and give you love. And so love on you, Hesse. Good job, man. And that's what he well, He just wanted to be in the playoffs. That's what I think anyone with a somewhat decent team wants because once you get in anything can happen you never know if this is his year he's got the most points like we just talked about so yeah and not you know not to mention ben is on a two-game losing streak limping in in my opinion so you know matt on a on a big win streak tessie on a decent win streak wade on a decent win streak like i know i said wade was going to be my faller and that obviously didn't happen because he's looking to be in, he's in first place but Maybe Ben was that faller, and maybe he uh, does a little scoopy doop poop in the first round of the playoffs. I don't know. Mm, we'll get into that. So what should we do? We should – let's talk about the matchups first, okay. and then we'll kind of come back to this discussion and talk about, like, implications and fallouts of seeding, of the buys, of potential matchups, and who – could make a deep run. How does that sound? Sounds good. But before all that, let's have a word from our sponsors. Pew. Code names brought to you by Schmeek Sweets. <laughs> <laughs> Like we said, let's do some matchups. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about some, some more important than others, obviously, but we'll, we'll do our normal thing and then also kind of talk about how that then leads to the playoffs. Yada, yada. Yada, yada. Boom. Bada bing. All right, we'll start with my matchup. Jujbo versus Jimbo's roadkill, skull and crossbones emoji. Uh, I... Should win. Jim has sold off a bunch of pieces. He's playing for the future. But like we talked about, my team is kind of up and down, and that's off the back of Mahomes and Kelsey being up and down. So there's – I'm definitely saying there's some vulnerability there. But anything else you want to add that could make me lose and, and drop in the seedings before playoff starts? Nope, nothing here that's going to make you lose. And just to say, uh, your Chiefs play the Raiders, and we know what happened the last time they played the Raiders uh, this year. And uh, so I expect big games and jump backs from them. Uh, yeah, Jim just doesn't have the firepower, and he doesn't want it. He gave it away. He's working towards the future. You're going to get the win. All right. 
So with that, I should hold on to a buy uh, unless Eric were to win as well and outscore me by 51 points. That's, that's the implication there. But we talked about me being one of the weaker teams in the playoff group. So I definitely am looking forward to and hoping that I can maintain that buy. What do you think about the importance of bye weeks? Has it really mattered? Does it really matter? Where are you on that just before we move on to the next matchup? Well, it guarantees you the second round of the playoffs, so it gives you a, an extra week. Uh, I don't know if it necessarily means much other than that, which is maybe the whole point, is just to ensure that you get to the next round. Uh, and it's all going to determine on what that next round matchups for your guys look like, really. I mean, and you got to hope none of those guys get injured in the week that you're not playing. Right. But – so yeah, I mean, it, it helps. It ensures you not have to worry about nothing for another for the first week and see how things shake out. But that's just, that's all it is, and I guess that's enough. Let's move on then. I guess to uh, let's do the other matchup with a guy currently in the buy. So that's Wade, our number one seed at ten and three. He plays Doug's team, who is not in the playoffs, like I mentioned earlier, cannot really make it barring something kind of miraculous, but his team is strong and he just loaded up uh, in an attempt to make the playoffs. Now it, it didn't work, but he still has a strong team. I think he's set for the future, excuse me, too. Like he didn't make moves that were necessarily, you know, all in for just one year. He traded for Kyler Murray, who's a young quarterback who should be good for fantasy for years to come traded for Debo Samuel, who may or may not play this week. Uh, last week was kind of the reason he he didn't win and, and thus continue his playoff push, but Debo should be good for a few more years. So what do you think about this matchup? Yeah, what you said about Doug loading up for the future and for the now, uh, made some good moves. Wade got himself Nick Chubb for his playoff push. Hey, I forgot to mention that. <laughs> This uh, and Eli Mitchell's been playing good this year as a rookie, so maybe he found a real, real good diamond in the rough there. Obviously, we know CD Tyreek, Pat Corderell has been insanely good. Uh, we expect Josh Allen to throw all over the the Bucks next week. Gosh, this is a tough one for me. I'm gonna say that Doug gets the win here. I just I feel like I have to like quadruple down on the fact that I called Wade to drop, even though he never did. So I might as well pick him to lose his last regular season matchup. Yeah, but it's uh, projections are showing showing close. Doug's got a lot of plus matchups, uh, and he's got Kyler on Monday night, uh, and and uh, Henderson on Monday night. So we've got some players uh, waiting towards the end of the end of the week to uh, to push for that win. Uh, so I'm going to say Doug gets the win here, and uh, yeah, I don't see him scoring 200. 50 points or whatever that he needs to do to go above and beyond Hesse here. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and show Doug some love to go uh, eight and six on the year and not make the playoffs. Tough beat Doug. If that happens, sorry about that. I feel, I agree with you. I think he should get a win. I mean, he's got again a pretty loaded roster and I think what's going to hurt Wade is Elijah Mitchell, who you mentioned is being good this year, but he's in concussion protocol. So you know, they've already worked, the Niners have, have already worked out some running backs because I think they're kind of planning to not have him. 
you know, you don't really want to risk concussions in their stud rookie either, right? So I could see him uh, being a scratch for this week and then, you know, Wade still could very well win without that, but I think that's going to be kind of the swing in this matchup for, for two teams that are probably going to put up like 140 either way. So yeah, agreed. Now, if Wade, so if Wade wins, he's got to buy for sure. No problems there. If he loses, he is in danger of, of falling out of that. He could fall to three. He's only got a three point edge on Eric. So say Wade has a down week, loses, Eric wins and outscores Wade by three then Wade would fall down out of the bye. But like you said, there's, you know, the benefit of the bye is just that you don't have to worry about week, uh, week one of the playoffs. Now, is that good or bad? Uh, I don't know. We haven't really come to a conclusion on that, but I think Wade having the past couple of years that he has had would really like to have it just to say, you know, he rebuilt, had his first good year automatically made the second round of the playoffs. So I think it's important for him and we'll see how that shakes out. Yeah. I like that point that you just made making the playoffs, getting the bye, getting to the second round after not being there last year and probably not being there for a while. So yeah, that's important for, for him to know that he, he did that. Uh, interesting that if he does lose, that he drops out of the bye. I wasn't aware of that. So Doug, make it happen. <laughs> yeah. It's just possible. So let's move on to the next person. Really the only other person that's in, in line for a buy just because of the way the points um, shake out. So Eric plays Brandon. Was a big time matchup we were looking at a couple weeks ago. A little less so with Brandon's depleted roster. So I think we expect Eric to win. Uh, loaded team. Golly, is he loaded. What, how did he get Jefferson, Higgins, and David Montgomery? Did I miss that? I don't know, Hesse. How did he do that? Golly, Jesse, what are you thinking? <laughs> I mean, he traded. He All traded away Dalvin. He traded years. away Zeke. He was trying to get like three firsts out of each of those guys in the offseason. Then he just traded him for hurt players. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. That's a bad one, man. That is just a bad one all around. I don't understand the justification for Hesse. To make that trade, I mean, yeah, Ern now has three of the top, what, six young receivers at least? Yeah, I mean, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Jefferson Higgins are got to be three of the top young receivers. They're both. Uh, yeah, Higgins is probably like more in the like 12-ish range if you're talking like young dynasty guys, but. Jefferson and Chase are top three, if not top two. So, oh, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, for the future and, of the league. Yeah, but, yeah. Earn. Uh, I don't. I, I really don't see how Earn loses this week. We got Brendan rolling out. Chuba Hubbard. He's got Elijah Moore currently in the on the the in the lineup. Who's probably going to miss? Swift probably misses. Swift misses. Russell Wilson has just not been playing well. Even a bunny against Houston, like, he could just be stupid again. I love Judy, but he's just not really the, like, 25-point receiver right now. So, yeah. Yeah, Brandon's, Brandon's dumb depth has just turned into dumb. A lot of injuries, you know, we'll give him credit, like, or not, maybe not credit, but we'll 
just say he's had to deal with that a lot. He's not the only one, but that really hurt his season and hurts him this week. You know, no Ravens running backs. That's been the story all year. Christian McCaffrey's been shut down. Um, like we said, Swift and Elijah Moore are out. Corey yeah, Davis is out a, for the he season. He got A.J. Brown? I forgot about that. Yeah, he got A.J. Brown in the, the digs Devontae Adams deal, which we'll talk about a little more when we get to Matt's matchup. But Brandon's playing for next year and for like 2023, honestly. So he's fine to take the loss. And then let's talk about the importance of the buy for Eric. Uh, kind of the same, we've talked about the scenario of how he gets into there, but I think there's a funny kind of irony if he doesn't get the buy, because we recall like two years ago, Eric was the, the dragon slayer. He took out Brandon in the first round in the, like a three, six matchup, I think. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It'd be if I were him, I'd be like scared of that happening to me just because of the the fantasy, you know, History. whatever you want to say, coming back around. Yeah. That could happen to myself or Wade too if we get to that third spot. So I'm not saying it's just Eric that's susceptible to that, but there's a there's a little extra juice there if it's him. I think. Will the fantasy history reverse come back to get him? Time will tell. Oh man! But probably not because his team is going on that this is this is very interesting we got it all laid out for you guys you better be appreciative i'd be thankful honestly but anyway so i i don't i'm not trying to jinx eric at all not one bit but would you agree with me and say that this is eric's league to lose this year and and probably the next few Ah, i kind of thought that this year you know he's got a great team and he's obviously been doing good but i kind of expected him to be a little bit better this year, uh, but definitely, I think he's got to be the, the favorite right now for this year. And I don't know if that means if he does get the win, he's going to try to go for two in a row, or if he will say, I got to win, <laughs> I'm going to get rid of all my guys, <laughs> win again in like five years. You never know with that guy. You never know. Let's do, let's do Pitts talk, might as well, and probably make it our last one this year. Okay. So, Kyle Pitts has has not hit the heights that I had proclaimed early on, but he's still been better than you had kind of thought. I, would you agree with that? Would you concede that a little bit? So he's the what number eight tight end? He's number eight tight end because of a lack of touchdowns. But if you look at his um, yardage compared to rookie tight ends and even rookie receivers, he's having a, a pretty great season. So in yards, he's third amongst tight ends, but just one touchdown. So, I mean, that's my defense of him. He's having, again, for a rookie tight end, he's having a pretty good year. It's not the best rookie tight end fantasy season ever, but it's, I mean, top eight at the position, which whatever, right, but still in the mix. And then, um, again, the yardage is what I will cling to as far as my defense of me, you know, going hard for him all year. And all yeah, I initially with all the, the hype and the talk and even with the Falcons and everything going on there, I was expecting m- more from him, but a top, but being the top eight tight end, that's, you know, if you got him as your starting tight end, you're better than four other teams in the league with their starting tight end. So that works out there with only three double digit fantasy points scored 
uh, weeks and one of them coming in week two. Uh, and the other one's coming against the likes of the Jets and, and Dolphins. You got to hope for better uh, offensive continuity and work with him in the future. But I will, I was with all the going on with him, I was hoping, or I wasn't hoping, I was expecting to see to see more out of him. But yeah, the number eight tight, we like we talk about with tight ends. If you are breathing and get a couple and get 40 yards a game, you're going to be a top 10 tight end. So he will keep, he, he Checks that box. Yeah. A little more touchdown luck, and he's up higher around the heck, even the floor range. But, you know, that's I, I can't magically grant him touchdowns. So that's your fault, Matt Ryan, not mine. You can't grant him touchdowns? I mean, I, I probably could because I, I had asked Brandon to take away my commission powers, but I think I still have them. So, I mean, I, I could. Technically, but well, he's he's better than my tight ends. I've got the number ten and the number twelve. So there you have it. There you go. Pitts talk. One last question: Should Eric play Zach Ertz over Kyle Pitts this week moving forward? Like, where's your confidence there when you compare those two? Because he Eric also got Zach Ertz in the trade from Hesse. Right. I would I would say that this is the well. Let me see here. Let's see what this looks like. 14. Yeah. I would say probably week 15 and 16 to play pits. <laughs> maybe right. not 17, 18. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But maybe down the stretch, he, you know, the last four weeks of the season or whatever, he gets himself four touchdowns. And all of a sudden we're talking about him being like the number two tight end. Hope so. That'd be that'd be fun for my it's a garbage time to <laughs> play and which will help playoffs, but we'll pad those stats to make him look like he, he was crushing it all year. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't be surprised seeing something like that happen. I feel like stuff like that happens all the time with players. They just oh. have crazy ends of the year and it just skews the whole idea of how they actually are. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, pit stock. Pit stock. Ernie gets the win. Let's move on to a matchup that, doesn't have playoff implications, so we'll get it out of the way. But it's uh, Chase versus Big T. Uh, Chase mm-hmm. wins, but both these teams are in the lottery, and that's like a foregone conclusion. So, I mean, nothing really to do. They can't really move either. So, yeah, <laughs> that's what that matchup is. Yeah, Gooch wins. Uh, T scores 55 points. T, are you listening? No. No. He stopped listening long ago. Sad. As soon as he gave up on his segment. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm done. Done with this. All right. Still love you, T. All right. Let's talk about the most important matchup as far as seeding goes, in my opinion. It's Jesse, who's currently in the sixth seed, versus Matt, who's currently in the five. So I say that because, I mean, if Matt wins, then he's kind of locked into that four or five range, probably no matter what. So same matchup, most likely. If Hesse wins, he could potentially, if some other teams lose, jump up all the way to three. So his spot is like very, it's very um, up for grabs, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. He currently has the most points. So if he's nine and five after beating Matt, 
Uh, he jumps Matt for sure. Um, if Ben were to lose or if Eric were to lose or even myself were to lose, we'd all be tied at nine and five and whoever has more points than he will jump. So there's a, there's a big range of outcomes for Jesse this week, I think. Big swing uh, for Hesse, but in my opinion, Hesse loses. Kind of going back, he's, he's relying too heavily on the, the, the Ravens and against Cleveland. Uh, it, could be a, a, it could be a rushing affair, so that means Lamar Jackson probably gets him like 100 yards. Uh, but I don't expect much out of Hollywood, Andrews. Um, Elliott against Washington banged up and, and being used strangely. Uh, and Madison this Thursday against Pittsburgh, they've got a pretty good run defense, even if they give Madison 25 carries. I don't really know if I see him having a crazy game, and Dalvin is kind of questionable, so maybe Hesse swaps out there. I don't know. But I just – Matt's team is good. You know, and they're they've yeah. been playing good recently. And then with the addition of Devontae and Diggs, Diggs has a nice matchup against Tampa Bay and Sunday night, Devontae against Chicago divisional game. Sunday night, I, I expect him to have a good game. Gibson's been coming on strong. Herbert against the Giants could have be another 35 pointer. You know, James Robinson's talking about getting the ball more against Tennessee. He probably will. Seahawks could have a nice defense against Houston. I just I think Matt's team is really good, really deep, really stacked. And like I said, Hesse's relying on the Ravens against Cleveland, and he's going to not know what to do with those running backs. Uh, and if he's going to go beat, he might. And currently he's going jumbo with Gronk and Andrews, which hasn't been the worst call when people go jumbo, especially with the way Gronk's been playing. But Buffalo, you've got to expect Buffalo to have a game plan some way, somehow. So, yeah, I'm calling with Matt with the win, and Hesse stays where he's at. Yeah, this is the first week we get to look at Matt's revamped team. Uh, he made the trade last week, but the Packers were on a bye. I think that's the only thing that was different. But So now he's kind of like full strength. Like this is what his roster is now is, is probably what we see in the playoffs except for the uh, running back spot with Jamal Williams. You know, if Swift comes back, he probably goes back to – one of the Patriots or Miles Gaskin got options there. He's got so many options. Both those Patriots running backs are just getting crazy uh, touches and, and points recently. Yeah. I guess it makes it easier too. If I mean, Damian Harris should be fine because they have a bye this week and rest up. But you know, if either Damian or Ramondre is out, then I think the other Patriots running back is a smash play regardless of matchup and whatever. So that's a, uh, it's a good spot to be in. Um, you know, Matt's only weak spot is tight end, but it's, it's not like there's many people who are strong at tight end. I guess Hesse is the, is the guy who's got the best tight end group in the league, but I, I do agree. I think it's enough uh, regardless of Jared Cook or, or whatever for Matt to still beat Jesse this week to maintain his, his spot. And yeah, I mean, he, actually, because we're going to talk about the next matchup, which is Ben versus you. Oh. <laughs> now, normally we'd be like, easy win for Ben, right? Normal. However, Ben has Jonathan Taylor on by. Devonta Smith on by. Mm-hmm. That's it, but he's missing Jonathan Taylor, so big-time loss. Big-time loss. Ingram's got COVID. Oh, he yeah. Play. Devonta Smith. 
Cole Beasley's been down. Komet been down. Singletary down. Tom Brady against Buffalo down. Oh boy, I'm gonna get this win. I'm gonna get the last my last win of the regular season to cap off my rebuilding season. I'm going to do it. You're going to do it. Upset of the week. Scum and sneak upset of the week. Scum and sneak upset of the week. Upset of the week. Yeah, yeah. Upset of the week. Big sneak, sneak, ink, taking on Sawyer Payton, Smith, Ben 08. Fitting. Fitting. Now, let me see here. Say you beat Ben. Let's go over those implications. He falls to nine and five, which probably bumps him down to sixth if he does lose, which potentially gives him a, I don't know, would you say there's, I guess, so let me backtrack a little bit. We talked about me and Jesse being the, the weakest out of the playoff group, but is there anyone that you actually would want to play in this group? I think no, right? Like every matchup is going to be hard moving forward now that I'm looking at it because Ben moves to six. He either plays Eric or me or Wade, right? Is that better than playing Matt or Jesse? I mean, like it's all pretty tough, I would say, right? Yeah, it's going to be pretty tough no matter who plays who come these playoffs. Uh, it's all just going to determine if you really dive into those matchups, potential injuries, potential COVID, and see who might be out a certain player at a certain time, uh, and then what that matchup looks like. Weather can start to play a factor. We saw that in the Patriots-Buffalo game mm-hmm. where, like, you get into a snow or a rain or some cold game and something changes, and all of a sudden the guy that – you know, all of a sudden when you're getting 25 points from a quarterback and he only throws it five times, something, something weird like that. But, yeah, for the most part, everyone's going to be a tough matchup. And it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. You could have someone go get six touchdowns for a championship, you know. Hello. Hello. Week. Speaking of that Patriots game, shout out Jonu led the team in receiving yards. There he is. Our boy's back. He's back. He made – he's he's gonna, he's getting all for us. He's making us look good here at the end. What a guy, Johnny. Pretty good catch when Max sailed that ball. And by sailed, I mean the wind took it up, I think, like two feet. So, yep. Perfect catch. See you, Johnny. See you, boy. Love you. (laughs) So, that's the matchups this week. Uh, Some fairly important ones. You know, some things could happen and switch around in the current rankings, but we've got our playoff six. And it really gets down to business next week, week 15. Yowza. Yowza. We made it. What a year so far and to come. Lock up, boys. It's the playoffs. Now let's do our final hopes and dopes of the fantasy regular season. Oh, my word. Are we seriously here? I can't believe it. can't believe it's December. Lots has happened since we started in what September praise down mm-hmm. so I guess I will start off give it a go let's see what you got for me my hope this week is on my team because obviously I'm going to end that way hello hello got to 
So your boy is struggling uh, at a lot of positions, but receiver is one of them just with the injury to Adam Thielen, high ankle sprain, not looking good. So got to fill that wide receiver three spot. What's it going to be? It's going to be my hope of Keelan Cole. You love Keelan Cole. Loved Keelan Cole since the preseason. Hasn't been great this year. Hasn't even been good. But Corey Davis out for the year. Elijah Moore got a quad injury. Probably not going to play. Why risk it? So who's left to be Zach Wilson's number one target? Keelan Cole, who has shown out a little bit, uh, has a game of, let me find it, which is a good game, uh, five receptions for 66 yards in week nine. Okay. Uh, we, we've seen him be involved. And he's played, he's got a Saints defense that hasn't been great lately. They just, I think there's, you know, the post Drew Brees era for the Saints looks to be rough. They had a bunch of turnovers from Taysom Hill last week that put them on the field a lot. And I wouldn't expect, wouldn't expect four interceptions from Taysom again, but you know, two probably on the table. Yeah. And you know, I just think again, there's, there's a sense that this team might just pack it in the Saints that is uh, for the remainder of the year. The Jets on the other hand are, are surging a little bit. Zach Wilson's looked a little better. Uh, I think they're still going to want to let him, you know, throw it all over the field. And that's all just my justification to bring up Keelan Cole on this show. You got it. You've always been a big fan of his. He's made some nice catches in the past and you play in that game of no other receivers op- options and you got to hope he gets the work and maybe bust one or gets you that nice little 60, 70 yard game and, and keeps you, keeps you in the spot that you need it. So love it. Got to do at least, it. At least a spec catch. Yeah. That's all I want. Maybe really handed diving catch tiptoe sidelines for like 40 yards calling he can do it he'll do it and my dope this week and it might ruffle some feathers but it's antonia gibson bro bro now i'm sorry but his matchup is tough he's got the cowboys one of the best defenses in the league and really i'm basing this off of jd mckissick being back uh in practice at least so Sure, there's a chance he doesn't play, but it seems like he's back, and that's just going to take away from some of the insane work that we've seen from Gibson over the past two weeks. What we all hoped for, at least what I did. That's what we were looking for at the beginning of the season, for sure. But we know when they have McKissick, they're going to give him targets, they're going to give him some carries. So I just think that, you know, Gibson probably has a decent game. But again, tough matchup. And slightly less workload, I say dope this week for Matt. But he still should win against Hesse. Well, I couldn't disagree with you more. You know I love Gibson. Uh, I think he's going to have a good game. And just to preface before I start my hopes and dopes, again, folks, we do not talk to each other about our hopes and dopes before we record. It is surprising for both of us in studio, right as we're saying them. And my hope this week is Antonia Gibson. (laughs) I, for all the reasons opposite of what you just said, I think the, he has been playing so well recently. I don't think the addition of McKissick coming back, they're going to say, wow, maybe we should have been doing this with Gibson all along. 
And that's what he's going to do against the Cowboys. The last time he played the Cowboys on Thanksgiving last year, just absolutely had an amazing, awesome, super fun game. And I expect nothing less than that again. Gibson is my guy from the very beginning. I said he was the top young player. I picked him all over the place to be the guy, and he's completely disappointed until, you know, maybe three or four games this year where he's had, he's had good games. This is going to be another one to finish out the regular season. He is my hope. He is going to carve the Cowboys up. Well, agree to disagree. You want to – let's make a bet this week just for fun. I think okay. our first scum and sneak bet. Yep. Uh, so what do you want to set the line at for hope versus dope for a running back like 13? Does that sound fair? Sounds good. All right. 13-point bet for Antonio Gibson, and we are betting – um pa, pa, sa, crumble okay deal crumble bet antonio gibson 13 points lock it in or a lunch bet we could do a lunch bet we're supposed to go to lunch tomorrow <laughs> yeah but crumble's more fun all right crumble whoever so what does thir- what does 13 mean fantasy points 13 fantasy points yeah oh so i'm taking the over you're taking the under yes sir oh man i'm getting crumble like you wouldn't believe i mean is that a good line <laughs> Probably not. Probably favors you, huh? I don't think it's a good line. We can change it if you want. Let I don't think he's it. ever scored. Has he scored That's less than Has he scored less than 13? Hold on. Uh, what is, oh, come on. X out. X out. Where's there's uh, Matt, you better change your name, by the way. Yeah, you dummy. All right. So he's got 12 in week 11, 9, 10, 6, 12, 6. So What's it's. It's not bad. Let's make it 14. All right. 14. Let's make it 20. No. <laughs> 14 is the number. I'm over. You're under. Whoever loses has to buy the other one crumble. Deal. Lock it in. That is fun, dude. We should be doing this more often. Honestly, why have we been doing this every time? Well, we're never opposite on hope and dope. That's the problem. Yeah, we're always the same because we don't, again, we don't talk about this beforehand. Anyway, my dope this week is Tom Brady. Going up against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's playing me, so I'm calling the win against Ben. Uh, he's at home, so that he doesn't have to worry about Buffalo weather. But Brady's been great all year. He's had, like, one bad game. He's having another one against Buffalo. Uh, he's my dope. He's going to finish the regular season doping, uh, and he's going to get busted for it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the Bills are coming off of a performance <sighs> where they allowed – Two completions. What a great pass defense. Yeah. So, sorry, Tom. All right. That's, uh, that's it. The last hope and dopes of the, of the regular season. Last hopes and dopes of the regular season. So, now let's just continue on. Last Thursday night game of the regular season. So, America's favorite segment. Scum and sneak at the Thursday night game. Wrong. Yeah. And uh, the last time we did this, we uh, I think we picked – at least I did. I don't. The, the Thanksgiving games were horrible. <laughs> Oof, the worst. <laughs> but I was only one week early on the Lions getting their first win. Anyway, we got Thursday night Vikings versus Steelers. That's that. Vikings Steelers. I got the Vikings. Seventeen uh, uh, twelve. I like the low score. I feel like the Vikings are kind of reeling lately and the Steelers have been kind of feisty. I feel like 
So I'm going to pick the Steelers 20 to 17. Okay. Yeah, low-ish scoring and big game from Chase Claypool. Finally, going to have a big game? Finally. First time for everything. <laughs> All right, well, that's the week 14 episode. That's the playoff a preview-ish. And, yeah, we're scumming sneaker back, I guess. We're back. We're back again. Uh, be sure to listen. Be sure to comment. Be sure to tell us what you think uh, so we can either be mad at you or happy with you. Either, either one. <laughs> either one. Most likely mad. Most likely mad, disappointed, and upset. And uh, that's okay. <laughs> all right all right everyone again thanks for listening thanks for jeff listening yeah thanks for listening bye bye Stupid. This league is stupid. They're so dumb. <laughs>